It's definitely more intimate. You can have more group conversations, if you will. But but I think what's really great with the spring and neck being a little smaller, it's not so overwhelming. You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. A great episode. Today, we have a great guest, Colleen Blumenthal. You're the COO at Health Trust and also the chair of the program committee for the Nick Spring Conference. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. We're so glad to see you again, Colleen. I know you have been very active in your volunteer leadership with the NIC conference and the NIC organization. And uh, today our topic is gonna be all about what to expect at the NIC spring conference, which is gonna be March one through three. And it's in San Diego, which is a great time of year to visit uh, San Diego. We've been many, many times to the spring conferences and love visiting uh, San Diego in the spring. Colleen, as a chair on the program committee, what can attendees that are looking um, or maybe trying to make a decision on whether to attend, what can they expect? Well, Lucas, I, I, I think they can expect the same great programming and, and, and participation that you come to expect with, with NIC events. We're expecting almost 1,800 people. It's a great mix, mostly self-identified as C-suite individuals. Pretty good mix of both lenders and operators that they represent close to 75% of the attendees. And then you get folks like, like me, um, appraisers, attorneys, I'm just going in alphabetical order here, uh, attorneys, uh, brokers, developers, equity, insurance folks, and, and, and really everyone else that, that falls into that other category. And, and so it's, it's pretty much the event where everyone comes. And, and for that reason alone, you know, you can expect to network with, with the rest of the industry. I think one of the things that we learned coming out of the pandemic um, and, and having been in the industry for, for a rather long time is that it really requires a, a village. It's a network of, of, of lenders, of operators, of all sorts of folks. And, and that's really been NIC's mission is to bring everyone together. And so I think you can expect a lot of that as well. Well, Colleen, uh, Lucas and I, Bridge the Gap team, have been longtime attenders, as have probably most of our listeners. I would say most of our listeners probably uh, are on the edge of their seats like we are, waiting for that early bird registration link to come out, just so we can make sure we get as close to that conference center as possible and not miss anything. We all know that there's nothing like the networking that happens at Nick, but there's so much more and there's actually formal networking outside of the organic networking. And then you guys have so much wealth of keynote speakers, programs, and things like that. Can you give us any insight potentially for that listener that is on the fence, maybe they're new to senior living or thinking about getting into senior living and they're hearing about the Nick conference can you give at a snapshot what a new participant might plan to experience as far as panels, main stage, networking type events? What is the rough agenda sketch looking like coming up? 
Absolutely. For, for first time attendee, there will be a networking reception that very first day on the, on the first. Um, I, I really recommend that you download the app and, and, and use that as kind of a guide to see what scheduling is available, what, what sessions there are. Uh, one of the things I love about the, the spring NIC in particular is it tends to be a little more focused on, on where, not only where is the industry today, but where does it need to be in order to con continue to thrive and, 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 and grow. And, and so you'll see some, some main stage events that will cover really topics that you don't see necessarily at the fall, Nick. Um, things like, you know, how to find equity with, with more of an ESG type focus, how to really recognize a, the, the value proposition that seniors housing provides as far as keeping folks out of the hospital, which is really a driver for Medicare reimbursement these days. And so it, I, I think today, even if you're purely private pay seniors housing, you need to understand how Medicare is driving the decisions that your residents are making and, and, and understand that just by keeping residents out of the hospital, you're providing a value that perhaps you're not realizing in your operating performance. And operating performance is, is an issue these days. There's been a lot of headwinds. We're, we're still seeing some, some folks, you know, struggle with filling their buildings, filling their buildings at rates that, you know, enable them to pay their, their staff what they need to be paid. And, and, and so there's a lot of margin compression. So, so some of the main stage sessions will deal with, you know, what do operations look like? You know, do we get back to the margins that we're accustomed to? Of course, there'll always be, you know, the, the valuation session. Uh, because right now that's really challenging. There's not a lot of transactions happening. So this is the type of topics that will be covered at the main stage. We've also done different things as far as how do we provide content. So, so we're, we're doing what last year was really more of a kind of a breakout session and, and, and think of it more as a workshop with people trying to work together to solve some of the problems that we have. Um, you know, how do we look at active adult? Um, how do we look at, you know, getting involved with value-based care, um, really kind of more of the, you know, skilled type aspects, you know, what does a capital source, how do capital sources identify what a strong operator looks like? Um, kind of, we also have the reverse on the, on the main stage, we'll have, you know, operators speaking to their lenders right now, what do we need from you? And, and so I, I think, you know, that there'll be an opportunity to really kind of learn some of the ABCs, even for folks who aren't new of some of the, the, trends that we're seeing in the industry, as well as some, some, some more nitty gritty type stuff. Um, so lots of sessions, um, there will be networking receptions at the end of the conclusion of each day. There's also a lot of networking that happens offsite. So even if you don't get into the main marquee hotel, um, there's plenty of, of, of opportunities in, in, in the gas lamp district as well. Um, the, the benefit to that is you have a little time to decompress between meetings. And when you're jumping on that cardio machine, the last one available in the room, you don't necessarily have to give it up for when a client walks in the door. Um, so it gives you a little bit more downtime than you might have otherwise. <laughs> 
Well, the knit conference is cardio enough for me. I'm definitely not adding to that with extra exercise. Uh, but, you know, Colleen, it, I think that uh, over the years, gosh, uh, I've attended, Josh has attended for at least 10 years to the NIC conferences. I think it's been important to make that commitment for the spring and the fall, even though both uh, uh, spring and fall offer different things. Um, and as you said, you're expecting potentially around 1,800 people. I have found that some of those, uh, some of the networking that takes place in the spring, even though there may not be uh, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands that you may see in the fall, is it could potentially even be a little bit more quality. Um, the fall is obviously uh, quality as well, but making that commitment to be in front of people uh, for both the spring and the fall, I have seen uh, a lot of value out of. Um, even though spring and fall offer different things. Have you seen the same thing? The short answer is yes. Not to get into how many years, because um, I don't want to hear what you two were doing. Uh, my first Nick had um, 300 people in attendance. So yes, it has changed. And 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 when it's smaller, um, it's definitely more intimate. You can have more group conversations, if you will. But But I think what's really great with the spring and Nick being a little smaller, it's not so overwhelming. And, and I think you have more of the C-suite learning because um, we're, we're really at an interesting time in the industry right? because labor is a challenge. Um, reimbursement has been good, but I think the pandemic has changed. One, you know, no matter how focused we are on, on, on housing or, or how people live, you know, we're also recognizing that you know, we've got behavioral health issues that we need to address. We need to maximize, you know, reimbursement or, and, and pay, whether it's from private pay folks, from the federal government, from the state government. And so I, I think there's a lot of opportunities um, when it comes to this networking to, to one, learn, because I think more of the C-suite folks will actually be in the sessions in spring than you might see in, in, the, in the fall session. Plus all of the casual, I mean, some of the best conversations I have had have just been in the hallways totally impromptu, not choreographed whatsoever. But having said that, there'll be plenty of opportunities, meetings, places, networking, lounges to provide those opportunities. And so, yes, you know, I, I do go with the dance card um, that has some slots filled, but I personally try and keep a lot of slots open so that I can have those more off the cuff conversations, which are, is where I think you really learn what's happening in the industry and, and kind of read read the room and, 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 the, and the mood. So that can almost tell you more about where we are and perhaps where we're heading than, than you know, just doing the, the speed dating dance that I think a lot of people associate with NIC. Well, I'll tell you, um, Nick does a phenomenal job at setting up wonderful places for whether it's structured networking or the organic networking, the lounges, making it comfortable, I'm personally a coffee junkie, so I tend to gravitate towards the wonderful lounge you guys do in providing beverages. But I am with you, Colleen, uh, getting that app early on and really mapping out. There is so much content. There's so much education. There's so much opportunity to be part of these breakouts, these workshops, I think, as you described them. I think back to, Lucas, back to Washington is where we were last with Nick in the fall. And some of those outbreak sessions 
uh, were standing room only. So you got to map out because they're going to be very popular, um, especially some of the really hot topics and some of these great panelists and uh, thought leaders that Nick attracts. And everybody wants to hear that. So you definitely want to put those on your dance card, but leave organic time. I think one of the mistakes I made as a, as a rookie attendee years and years ago um, is I filled up my day so full that I missed a lot of the great things that are happening um, and you gain so much information from being part of those different events. Lucas, I can't wait. We are going to be right outside of the main stage, I believe. Isn't that correct? Yes, Bridge the Gap has been a proud media sponsor of the NIC conference for a number of years. Josh, we have recorded at Nick, I want to say four or five of the past years or so, and get a lot of this great content uh, capitalizing on some of these amazing conversations. And you're right, the BTG studio will be right outside the main stage. We encourage our listeners and attendees to come and check us out. Come say hi and reach out to us if you have something to say come get on the show and bring that thought leadership to the btg audience which is the senior living industry colleen any final thoughts i would encourage everyone experienced or not to bring really comfortable shoes because no matter how lush the the, the couches are in in the lounge areas you will be on your feet for a very long time each day it's packed with with materials and you really want to be there. Everyone else will be. Well said, well said. Well, I know that we are going to share all of the important links to all of our listeners in the show notes. People can go to btgvoice.com, check out our email newsletter. We're gonna have more information about the NIC conference and links for you to go and get registered because you're gonna wanna attend. This is a not to miss spring conference from the NIC. Colleen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys. And thanks to all of our listeners for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com. 